Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. We are live on the road today at Sully's in South Hattiesburg. Excellent lunch, excellent dinner. Always a great time. We appreciate all of everyone from Sully's. Having us out here today, Luke and Kelly. Bob getting ready tomorrow. He's uh, actually been Santa Claus on the town, I heard, because we'll be live tomorrow at Corner Market for the Hopes for Home uh, giveaway. And uh, Kelly, how you doing today? I'm, I'm I'm a little bit under the weather. Luke, you can probably hear it in my sinuses. I guess allergies. I you know, I thought when it got cold, you know, that the allergens and stuff were. Nope. <laughs> no man, my eyes are running, and I'm, you know, I've been crying a little bit, but and that has nothing to do with the Bengal season. By the yeah, way, my crying. That was all that protein. Uh, the reason you had all that protein at lunch, too. What was that you were? I had I had the seared tuna steak with um, with squash and onions. Yeah. And some sweet potato fries. That's, it so looked good. If you're doing Weight Watchers, it was only ten points. I did. Uh, so. I did grilled chicken salad. It was good. You talk about how uh, you know you, you're under the weather. You, you knew something was going to be fighting you when you come here to Sully's because you pull up and everything's with with Mr. Sullivan and the bare knuckles. So are the allergens bare knuckling you today is that that safe to say? And you're fighting crowds. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's lunch here at Sully's every single day. Now this is Thursday, right? But uh, we got here about noon so that we can enjoy this uh, this great food. And I mean, God, it's just it's packed. It was uh, it was really good. We'll have a little later on in the program Stephen Hampton, the co-owner here from Sully's. He will uh, be here with us. Uh, but it is Thursday, so we'll go down to the coast to the Bluxy Sun Herald and talk to Patrick McGee as we do every week. Professor, how's your Thursday going? Pretty busy so far, but good. How are y'all? We're doing good, man. Uh, Glad to have you on today. So, uh, Eagles going bowling down uh, on January the 4th in Dallas against Tulane. Just give us uh, your initial observations. We've been kind of general consensus that it's a good landing spot for the Eagles. You get to play a January bowl. Um, Pros and cons of of playing in January and and, uh, your overall perception of uh, the Armed Forces Bowl. Well, the ultimate con is it's my birthday. So, that's a little bit of a drag. So. But uh, no, I you know the obvious the pros of it is that it's uh, it's uh, more time to practice, uh, more time to get guys on the field and give them a little bit extra look. Uh, so that that's the positive, and it's going to be I think that game's the only ESPN uh, or the only bowl game that day. So they'll kind of have that morning, and the afternoon to them. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's the, the obvious the big pro is that you're playing Tulane and kind of reviving that rivalry uh, before you play those guys here in a couple of years so uh, there's some pros to it. it you know it's not you know right up the road but it's, it's a drivable trip uh, I, I think it's probably one of the better matchups Southern Miss probably could, could have ended up with so I think it's a good situation for both schools really 
We should remind people the early kickoff is because that's wild card weekend, opening weekend for the NFL playoffs. And so you are, you're flying solo on that day. Um, it is an early kick, I, I believe. I remember those 10 30, 11 o'clock kicks. We were, uh, we'd have to get out of bed about 5 36 in the morning. <laughs> but, Patrick, you know, talk about it from a perspective. You get 15 more days of practice. How does it affect the recruiting, though? Do you, as a, as a head coach, uh, do you do you want a late bowl game, or would you like uh, with with the early games in conference USA literally being two days after the early signing period next Thursday? T- to me, you get to focus on recruiting. Your players get to heal up a little bit, and then you get to go win a football game. Yeah, I, I talked to Jeremy McLean about that. He pointed that out. It, it gives the coaches more of an opportunity to to get out on the road and recruit, and it, you know, it just it helps in that regard. If you're playing on January 20th or 21st, you're really just kind of you know, you know getting in as many practices as you can to get ready for that game. Uh, but this this will have the team uh, give the team time off around the holidays, around Christmas, and also give the, uh, the coaches staff a chance to recruit. So it's ideal in a lot of ways. Uh, there, there's real, I, you know, I don't really see a, a negative uh, in terms of the football program. I, I think this is probably a, a positive all the way around. Well, when you talk about Conference USA happenings, uh, Florida Atlantic didn't take much time in replacing Lane Kiffin as Willie Taggart, the well-traveled mm-hmm. Willie Taggart, goes from Florida State now to FAU. I was stunned at that hiring, and I don't mean any disrespect because I've never coached a college football game. I've never coached a junior high game. But record-wise, I just don't see the yeah. attraction to Willie Taggart. How does this guy keep getting jobs? Well, I, you know, he's had success uh, at West Kentucky. Uh, you know, he was pretty decent at Oregon. Uh, you know, did well at, at, at South Florida. It's, it's one of those things to where he's, he's a well-connected guy, regarded as a strong recruiter, uh, respected as a football coach. I think he'll do fine at FAU. Uh, you know, it's, that's, a, that's a school where you can get the players in and, and get those athletes, and Willie Taggart's well-connected throughout the state of Florida. So it makes, I think it makes a lot of sense, honestly. He's just a good fit for Florida Atlantic. Well, and he had success at Western Kentucky, which is already in Conference USA. So I guess right. the thinking there would be, obviously, if you can, can succeed in Western Kentucky, you can succeed in Florida, where you know he's already been. But it'll be interesting to see how how that you know shakes out. But I think the point you, that you made, Luke, about recruiting is certainly valid because you know playing the fourth of January and the the big signing day is that first week in February. So I mean, you talk about. The rubber hitting the road immediately yeah. after that bowl game being over. And it's nice to be able to play a little later bowl game. You can set your priorities. Patrick, one of those players that will not be playing for Willie Taggart at FAU, Frank Gore Jr., uh, his recruitment back open. He was originally committed to them, and you and I were discussing it a little earlier today. Um, a lot of signs point uh, with official visit last week. Frank Gore Jr. might be headed uh, the Southern Miss. Yeah, and that would be a nice get, a, a nice name to kind of put in this class. It's not really, you know, you're looking at, you're not seeing a class with a lot of big names come in. So he would be kind of a buzz talk, a guy to have some fans talking. You know, if you can get a Frank Gore Jr. on campus, you know, uh, Southern Miss has had uh, uh, NFL legends, uh, sons play at Southern Miss before. If you remember Kevin Green's son was at Southern Miss for a little bit. And there have been some other guys. So he could have Frank Gore to that could could occasionally show up at football games. That'd be pretty neat. Everybody knows how good of a career uh, Frank Gore has had. I mean, he's one of the most durable players in the history of the NFL, and his son's already about to play college football. So I I think that would be kind of a neat story. 
Yeah, it would be good. Uh, let's switch gears to basketball. Golden Eagles uh, really seven days off between games. They defeat Southern Illinois last Saturday. I know you're going to be um, there Saturday night against North Florida. Kind of weird you play, uh, you know, you open conference play with two back-to-back games against La Tech, but this is the second time you played North Florida in non um, conference play, uh, you dropped a, a little earlier uh, in the season. You dropped a contest to them. Looks like uh, Drain may be getting some of his stroke back, and you reported earlier in the week Jack Donmey may be back for Saturday night's game against North Florida. Yeah, it's, it's looking that way. Uh, Jay Ladner is pretty confident on Saturday that, that Boban will be there on Saturday, and they really need him. Uh, you know, uh, Tyler Stevenson played well in the post, but they need another guy that can really help there. And this is a game that Southern Miss should win. I know they lost to North Florida early in the season. Uh, but you watch that game and you realize there's, you know, North Florida shot the ball well there late. You just got a really big game out of one guard. But it's a game that Southern Miss should win on their home, home court. And to me, it's a really big game uh, to just get some momentum going into the conference play because you're going to turn around and play uh, at Texas Tech. So to me, this game is absolutely crucial. And in South Southern Illinois, it was really important. Well, this one's every bit as important. You just have to have some momentum going in the conference play because you play Louisiana Tech back-to-back right out of the shoot, and they're a good basketball team. So, uh, to me, North Florida is an important one for this team that try to find a little bit of momentum going in conference play. Because they had such a brutal, and in fact, all the years I've followed and covered Southern Miss, this was the most brutal pre-conference schedule that Southern Miss basketball mm-hmm. has ever had. So what can you make of this team at this point, Patrick? Uh, yeah, yeah no, it's kind of hard to say right now. Uh, you've gotten Ladavius Rain has shown some signs here of starting to play better. He shot the ball a bit better at Bahamas, then had a couple of bad games. Then he turns, on, turn, turns around and plays well against Southern Illinois. I think this is a team that's still trying to find the right role, right roles for everybody. You know, Gabe Watson started on the bench, I think, last time. And, came off the bench and played really well. Uh, it's been kind of mixing and matching. You don't really have a whole lot of pieces to work with if you're Jay Ladner, uh, but he's just trying to find that right combo, and I think he's getting close to finding that as long as they can get Boban in there healthy and ready to go. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hard to say right now You know how far Southern Miss can go if they can maybe be around the 500-team conference play, and to me that would be a successful season uh, for Jay Ladner in year number one. So, it's hard to say right now. I, I think we'll be judging this team a little bit later in the season. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell, too, because every team they've played has been so good. Yeah. You know. Right. I think he's still trying to figure out his starting five. I mean, that's really what he's trying to do right now. Yeah, but I don't I don't see this team finishing dead last in the conference at no all. Way. You know? No way. So, we'll see. Patrick, we appreciate uh, your expertise, man. Thanks for joining us every week. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. It's Patrick McGee of the Bluxy Sun-Herald. We are live at Sully's today. Going to take a quick break and stick with us on the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. 
Back live at Sully's in South Hattiesburg. Great place to grab lunch or dinner. We'll have Stephen Hampton, a co-owner of Sully's, joining us in next segment. Talk about all the exciting things they got going on. Looking to expand. I'll tell you what, too. I've been here on a, uh, a night. Kelly Sander, and the steaks are out of this world. That's really kind of what put Sully's on the map initially was steak night Friday night. But then when people got here and, and saw the, how, how attentive the wait staff was and how you know they, they, they brag, as they should, that there's no, there's no microwave in the yeah. kitchen. Everything is, is made from scratch. And it's uh, and a lot of a lot of good Southern Miss fans here, you know, like to get together. And it's it's and of course they opened the location in Petal. Yeah. And we kind of we kind of um, had the scoop a couple of remotes ago than we were here about that they're maybe headed to Gulfport. Yeah. And we may be getting more information about that. We'll talk that. to Stephen Hampton yeah. coming up next segment. But in a second second, the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, also online, campusbookmark.net. Listen, you got two weeks left to get your loved ones a present. You might as well get make that present black and gold, hats, shirts. We need some sweatshirts today, some good hoodies. Just in time for the ball game. Yeah, it's know. all there. and because knowing it's going to be chilly in Dallas on January the 4th. But Campus Bookmark has everything you need uh, for all of your Christmas presents, so be sure to check them out online or go in and visit them on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Uh, continuing talking Southern Miss basketball, uh, they've got North Florida coming in uh, this coming weekend, looking to avenge an, an earlier season 66-63 loss. That was the fourth game of the season, so uh, North Florida comes in. And Golden Eagles really looking uh, to – to take care of business this weekend. Feeling up shooting the ball a little better there at uh, tip-offs at 2 in Reed Green Coliseum on Saturday. But, Kelly, you know, we were talking about Conference USA. About a week ago, it really didn't look like uh, anybody much had much of a winning record, but you look at the standings today, obviously nobody's played conference yet. UTEP 6-1, and one, FIU 7-3, and three, Western Kentucky, who up there in the glory land of basketball, 7-3, and three, Tech 6-3, and three, Rice 6-4, and four, FAU Five and four. Golden Eagles at the bottom, three and seven. But there is nobody in Conference USA that has played even remotely the type of schedule the Eagles have. Yeah, the UTEP, the UTEP record kind of surprises me uh, a little bit. And you know, the competition. Say nobody really has. Uh, everybody's played kind of a, you know a tough schedule compared to when they get into conference play. But what those records all indicate to me is that it really could be wide open. And I just, and again, people who don't follow Southern Miss would look at that record from afar and go, oh, well, Southern Miss isn't very good. But when they peel back the layer of the onion and see all the teams that they've played, you know, and uh, and stayed closer to those teams than a lot of people thought that they would. And I know you've got people going, oh, gosh, he's going to talk about the moral victories, you know. But, I mean, with that schedule and as young a team as they've had, I mean, for heaven's sakes. This, you know? this really happened on UTEP's website. Their first game is against Texas Tech, who the Golden Eagles play Monday. Right. It is in parenthesis as a charity game, <laughs> and no final score was mentioned. I don't know if that's charity towards UTEP or the actual or game Texas, itself. Texas Tech, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a gift to Texas Tech. But, yeah. you know, you, you look at and I'm not calling out UTEP, but, I mean, New Mexico High. Highlands, New Mexico State, Eastern New Mexico, New Mexico. They played every public university in each East Central and New Mexico State again, Arkansas Pine Bluff. So the best team in conference USA is six and one, but even probably some of the weaker teams Southern Miss have played were far greater than that schedule. Yeah, so so you could certainly argue that a three and seven team is better than a seven and one based on who they've played so far. Golden Eagles. Yeah. And this is interesting. I mentioned it to Patrick and I'll come back to it. We we've been kind of you always kind of scratch your head. When you're looking at the uh, Conference USA 
basketball scheduling. But why in the world, just looking forward, you got North Florida this weekend, you got Texas Tech, you got Tougaloo on the 21st, then you're nine days off for Christmas before you start conference play. Why would you schedule as a conference the same team back-to-back? So Louisiana Tech, Eagles play them on third on the, the 30th at home. January the 4th, the same game, the same day as the football ball game. You turn around and play Louisiana Tech again. So you, you play Tech twice in conference play, and you play them back-to-back. How does that happen? I don't know. It makes sense in baseball to me that they obviously for, uh, like on, at the high school level, you know, when you have district, you know, play, play them back-to-back because if high schools in particular like have one stud pitcher, yeah, they can't save that one stud pitcher to pitch every single game against their rival or whatever. So that's why they, they do it at the high school level. And uh, But I don't know why they do it in basketball. I mean, the, and, the, and the, one of the things that also scratches my head, and we've talked about it on the show before, is why do the men play at location A and the women are playing the same school right. at the other school? Right. You know, it would seem to me that, that the teams could travel, the men's and women's teams could fly on the same flight, so you're only having a flight back and forth instead of back and forth for the men, back and forth for the women. Yeah. You know, and, and cut down on costs. And, and um, Jeremy McLean said it, it's, it's not a big you know, big difference, but man, I would think every dollar would would count, and mm-hmm. the league should be sensitive to that. They know? should, and but you got to get you know twelve. You just wish they could get on board as quick as they got on board to change that tiebreaker. Everything could be a consensus. It could be every week they'd be changing. It. But you know, last week when Tulane came to town and the women played first and the men played second, yeah. you noticed how the crowd was much right. better at at Reed Green. So, and I know that uh, Joy Lee McNellis appreciated the fact that. That fans could you could kill two birds with one stone, and I think they should do that. I think they should do that all the time. But you know, while we talk about attendance too, look, the attendance figures for football were released yesterday, and as much really? as yeah, and as much as people talk about um, you know how crowds are down at, at, at the Rock, what have you, guess who led Conference USA in average attendance? Black and gold, Southern Miss. What was the number? Do you, you know twenty? 20 high 23s maybe 23 yeah. nine something like that but i mean you had i think fiu was was toward the bottom we saw what the champion was we <laughs> like, saw what the championship uh, game was. yeah eleven thousand something like that so should mention golden eagles close out uh conference play or the first part of conference play february 15th back to bonus play this year again bonus play only helps you if somebody is up there in net ranking if you got two or three teams that maybe are in the top 60 in net ranking because the idea behind bonus play is when you group the teams, you know, by four or there, five. There was pods. Yeah, yeah. You're not playing 220 one week and 50 the next week. You're, you're playing everybody, you know, 50 to 75, and maybe you can be become a two-team two uh in the tournament. It's in the tournament, Yeah, right. so, so those top four teams in the pod, the idea would be if one of those teams could run the table, those top four would strengthen their RPI so that if they didn't win the conference, the Conference USA – postseason tournament right. that they would get another at-large bid but i think as as time goes on and we've talked about how the power five are just choking all the mid-majors and, and smaller conferences even that although i think it's a, a valiant effort to try to get two teams into the tournament i just don't see it happening you know I, even if, even, if that Eagles, were, even if a four was to beat a one yeah and all the, in those pods i don't see it happening after monday night golden eagles may be uh, the only team with a losing record that has a higher net rating than most teams with a winning record, uh, Texas Tech Monday night uh, they just knocked off number one Louisville. Yeah, so so have fun guys up <laughs> up, in, up in Lubbock, you know. Um, some big news uh, that's breaking. Yeah, breaking. Ten to twelve players from the National Football League, uh, most of them 
obviously not in the league anymore, but accused of defrauding the NFL's health program. And you're talking about over the course of about a year and a half from June 2017 to, to December 2018, uh, maybe $3.4 to $3.9 million worth of fraudulent claims made. There's some big names here. Um, and there's some, some names connected to Mississippi. Clinton Portis. Unfortunately, um, yeah. You know, from, born in Laurel, um, was a long time. You talk about did he, some. Did he go to Jones too for a little while? No, no. Who, who was the running back of the Redskins that that played at JC? For it was wide receivers, Deion Branch and Jalen uh, or Walker that played with Far for a little I, bit. I, okay, yeah. I got you. Um, Joe Horn in this also. Former uh, Saint. Former Saint. There are two former. Uh, there's a, a guy from Collins, Carell Buckhalter. Two former Southern Miss players, Etrick Pruitt, John Eubanks, both great teammates of mine. Um, Clinton Portis's attorney releases a, a statement that many of the players are shocked at the allegations, didn't know they were defrauding anybody. You, you know how this works. Basically, you put a claim in. It would be post-career, something that happened during your career, and the NFL and the Department of Justice, we should say, is alleging that these were fraudulent claims. That, that you essentially said that services or products were provided that weren't and and the only thing that i that, that i can say in in that regard is is when the federal government gets involved i mean we make we make fun of the federal government i get that we, we joke about its inefficiency but when they get into these when they get into these type of cases uh if they decide to get involved they usually win and i'm just talking numbers yeah. i'm just talking plain numbers and the, the you know. some of the claims are that claims were are uh, Claims were made for like oxygen chamber, like hyper hyperbaric oxygen cham- chambers, ultrasounds machines, electromagnetic therapy. So you got money to purchase those things, and they were never purchased. The typical claim was between forty to fifty grand. So that's pretty interesting to watch. And um, I hate you, it for every. I just hate it for everybody involved. Uh, whether it's true, whether it's not true, that'll that'll come out in the court. In the court cases, but uh, the fact that that this stuff even comes up, it's just disheartening. Yeah, yeah. so we'll we'll watch and see on that. Certainly affects a lot of people in uh, the state of Mississippi. But we're live at Sully's today, and uh, we'll sit down with Stephen Hampton, the co-owner of Sully's. And man, just uh, I always like just hearing just a, even if it's thirty seconds, just a quick history about this place. And we'll talk. Man, they're looking to uh, to expand and. Stuff on the menu, catering, all that. Uh, and former Southern Miss pitcher Brian McClellan, you know, was part yeah. involved, too, with Sully's. So. so we'll be back at Sully's and talk to Stephen Hampton right after this. Stick with us on the Eagle Hour. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back at Sully's in South Hattiesburg, Luke and Kelly Sanner. Todd Ells is on site. Michael Mergens. Dalton Stanford's making an appearance. Brandon Wallace is pushing all the right buttons back in the First Bank Studios. We're happy to be here today at Sully's. And Stephen Hampton joins us. The hey. 
co-owner of this fine establishment, establishments we should say, <laughs> all across the, the Hattiesburg area. And uh, uh, Kelly was talking about how he was, he was dealing a little with, with allergies rolling in. I guess when, when it, this is a fighting atmosphere, right? Fighting atmosphere. I love the history um, of this place. Just because I get it wrong every. How how far are we away from the actual like ring where it all went? Less down? than two miles, as as the pictures show around here. You know, we've heard a few stories and got something in the back. One of our good friends, uh, Tim Waters, gave it to us. Uh, that was his grandfather, and he was actually at the fight. And there's a plaque over wow. at the bar. It's uh, I'd like everybody to know that Tim Waters is uh, the only plaque in the bar at Sully's. We lost our friend a few years back, and uh, he'll never be forgotten. We've got him uh, etched, etched in his seat here. Yeah. But Sully's uh, has really become a staple um, in this area. This was, I guess we shall call it the mothership. and Because yeah. Kelly Sander has his ear to the ground on all things. Kelly knew actually knew about the pedal location before it happened, didn't you, Kelly? Well, I had heard, you know, and, and so you go right to the sources and you say, yeah, you're, and it doesn't surprise me because the, with the success of this place, because this original, as you mentioned, the mothership, it's been expanded, right, <laughs> to keep up with with uh, what's been needed, and then pedal, and then think a couple of remotes we were ago, I, I I happened to mention to your manager, so one of you guys going to Gulfport, and he looked he looked like he'd seen a ghost, like yeah. oh my gosh, the word is out, but now we can talk about that. It's it's very official. Uh, lease has been signed. We're we're putting together the plans and the drawings right now. We got a lot of help from friends. Uh, looking at thirty thousand square feet here. Uh, we partner with Ginger Cook, who uh, is the event planner of the year on the Gulf Coast. She's going to run the event center for us. Um, it's uh, just a big, nice place uh, there. We'll have the restaurant on the left of the building, and uh, the bar will be separated with a little atrium area. So uh, it's going to look really nice. We're, we're looking really forward to it. In a perfect world, when will that all open? We're looking March, March 1st, oh, middle wow, of March. Yeah, man. yeah. Like in a couple months. Yeah. See what that months. means. When we go months. down there for the Conference USA Baseball Tournament, it's Sully's every meal, man. We'll, well be there. it might be tough to get up from Sully's and go to the ball game <laughs> if you're my age. You know, it'll probably be on TV, too. So you got this place. That um, Kelly said it a few segments ago. When when people started coming to Sully's instantly, what knocked you off your feet was the quality of the steaks here. Yes, sir. Um, I can remember the first time I came here, and I can remember I'm a, I'm a pastor in Ellisville. I had a Sunday school class invite me to the pedal location, and it was the it was the same food, man. Exact. I mean, it was the exact same. Oh, I yeah. got the same thing I ordered in Hattiesburg. I got it pedal, and the steak was the same. Standards, 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 and and they meet it and uh, exceed it. Uh, you know, we, we trained those guys up over here six months, uh, four of the cooks. It killed us in payroll. But, uh, hey, the customers are happy. Yeah. You know? And, and I think that's the important thing. When you have something this unique, and it's kind of hard to duplicate it. And the only way it can be duplicated is with the same people that do it. And uh, that's our plan of action when we go down here to Gulfport, too. We've got uh, our head chef, uh, uh, Don Webster. Uh, from pedal he'll be he'll be leaving uh and uh another guy from here dylan dylan morris and uh, a few of our wait staff uh, one of our managers is going to go there because we, we just feel like uh no one really knows what sully's is but sully's uh so we're going to bring that standard to the coast we're going to train them up they're going to have them working up here so if you see some strange faces 
they're from the coast, and that's going to be our new employees, and we just want them to know what Sully's is so they can duplicate it there. What's One of the things that's great about America is that even Brian McClellan can <laughs> succeed at something. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. You know, well, best. you know, he's got a good partner, Scott Lowry. <laughs> yeah, the value of hard work, I guess. And, yeah. uh, and actually, I don't know that people, because we're getting to that age where people forget how prolific Brian McClellan was yeah. of an athlete yeah. at Southern Absolutely. Bend. Absolutely. Two-sport athlete, football and baseball. Mm-hmm. And and people have forgotten that. The yeah. legend of of Brian McClellan. I call him multi-talented. Multi-talented. And, and you, now you throw music on top of that. Now, don't forget. Right? Don't forget. He's the front man of Shift. That The, the lead singer of Shift. <laughs> that's right. I'm sure that's his proud point. Yeah. So uh, how, how did that partnership all take place? Was it is it true it was literally on a napkin? Almost. Uh, okay. You know, uh, me and Brian, we also make this thing called an Ego Riser, and it's really cool. It's for the rock and roll deal. Uh, stage stage equipment, we should call it. You, you stand on a box, you push a button, the light shines up. And, and we, we initially come up with this and started marketing to have a, this little company. And, you know, I was in the Army at the time, uh, and he said uh, – few years before this happened what are you going to do when you retire and i was like man i'd really like to open a restaurant you know so one day i went by there and he said hey i found that restaurant we can open up you ready to retire and i was like uh yeah where's it at and uh we come and looked at it and this was actually a church at the time a lot of people don't know that uh, and they were temporarily here building a new church and uh we come in and the first thing we said is the stage goes there the bar goes there and uh, <laughs> and I built the rest of it, and it, it took about four or five months. And uh, you know, we were a bar, a real bar, you know. And uh, just to progress to this point, it's it's astonishing. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of great employees. It you know? doesn't surprise me that this used to be a church because yeah. people come here <laughs> religiously. How's that for a segue? I like it. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Um, you guys are doing a lot of Christmas parties. If people want to take oh, advantage of that, yes. you, you got to make your call now because Please y'all are booking up. Please make your call now. Uh, yes, because we can only accommodate so many people, and uh, people sometimes don't like to be told no. Uh, and we're doing that right now. So please call, uh, get online, uh, ilovesullies.com, request a reservation Monday through Thursday, and we will call you back and accommodate you as quickly as possible. But we are another, running out of space. Another thing on the I Love Sully's, I'll tell you what, we were we were using different words to describe it. Sully's catering is probably one of the best deals in, in yeah. anywhere. I mean, it, it really, like I was... We were back in the back hosting the softball team. You guys had had, uh, had us here. We had a bunch of the softball players back there. And I just was looking. I was like, wow. Yeah. Don't you Like, this is not bag stuff. Like, this not is bag, fresh, yeah. like, legit what you would have at major events. And they can, you guys can bring it anywhere. Anywhere you like. Uh, we also, you know, we also go on site uh, and cook steaks uh, for 50, 150 people right on the spot. Um quite often now our catering that we do we do a lot of doctor's offices and card games and stuff for some ladies they they even will do it for as little as 10 people they can swing by and get it you know and it's great for bonko you know they yeah uh, but as far as the doctor's office and stuff like that go these hamburger steaks that we do uh you know that's ground fresh every day from certified angus beef all of our steak pieces go in there too uh, everything's cooked fresh, microwave-free kitchen, and we bring it hot to you. Mm. And the thing I like, too, is if you want to pig out, there's there's heavy meals, yeah. including the steaks, 
but Luke Johnson today availed himself to the grilled chicken salad. So if you... I'm full, man. Something from the lighter menu, but I'm saying depending on what mood you're in or where you are in your food program, they've... They can take care of you. Absolutely. And don't forget the fish, you know. we uh, I had the tuna uh, for lunch. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we have a fresh fish we get every Wednesday. We, we tell the fishermen what we want Sunday. They catch it uh, Monday. They ship it to us Tuesday. Wow. It's no joke. We get it Wednesday, and uh, the chefs get to be artists as, uh, as they should be. They come up with a new special with a new fish every every weekend and look on facebook it's just it's just amazing both restaurants are different just because of the the creative value that they both have and the ability of them all uh it, it's great and we generally sell out early saturday night so if you want one of these fish specials get here thursday friday now had kill rain won the fight would this be called Whoa. killies <laughs> you know that's funny you asked that uh scott lowry his his mom ann said we should call this place the last round and i'm thinking to myself Man, we're going to be a bar. This isn't a good idea. Why would we call it the last round, Scott? And he's like, uh, Sullivan Kilrain fight. You know, I'm from Virginia. I don't know the local history. Right. And I say, uh, he tells me the story. I say, man, who won? He said, Sullivan. John L. Sullivan, yeah. How about Sully's? There you go. Yeah, history History never. I don't know what we'd call it. Yeah. Look, Killies? Look, Killies, yeah. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you, in in bare-fisted fights, nobody got a participation trophy. That's why this place is called. And and was there a last round, a designated last round in a in a bare knuckle fight? I, I think the last round was whenever. How, some how guy, many rounds was it? I seventy-five. Mean, that is, you know, Tavern seventy-five. Oh, there you, the name look, of the tavern. Look, Dana yeah. White. Now you know the other secret. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dana White ain't got nothing. I mean, this was the original UFC. I mean, but, the original. This is amazing. Um, menu wise. I've always wondered because everything I've gotten here is good. Mm-hmm. You ever have to make a tough decision to pull something off for a little bit, try no, something new, no, seasonal stuff? No, no. You know, uh, that's a great question. Now, I, I told you I retired from the army. I'm not a restaurant tour. I'm a soldier, and soldiers like to eat good food. And uh, once a soldier finds a good meal, he's always going to eat that same meal. Uh, I don't agree with changing a, a menu of a restaurant. I think that, in my opinion, you kind of let your base of regular customers down and you disappoint them. But that's, and, it's, and it's that food that got them here to begin with. That's right. That's you know? Hampton's philosophy. And I think sometimes ego gets in the way of common well, sense. Well, Johnson found a mistake. And it ain't going nowhere. It'll so be I'm, here. I'm really happy. And he's so successful, Mr. Hampton, that they've named a really ritzy neighborhood in New York after him. <laughs> you know, I the tell Hamptons. my friends, you can come over and put on Facebook that you were at the Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hampton, man, thanks for, for hosting us today. Awesome. Thanks uh, for, man, always welcoming us here, and thanks for spending some time thanks with us. Thanks for being here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to, to you. Stephen yeah, Hampton, co-owner of Sully's. Kelly Sander and I will close out the Eagle Hour right after this on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. Back live at Sully's, Kelly Center. Yeah, you know, Luke, we were uh, talking in the in the last segment. Uh, one of the things we we failed to mention is lots of times they'll have live music at Sully's, but um, and sometimes I don't like live music because it's so loud. 
I can't talk to the person sitting across the table from me. Yeah. Right. But the but the music at Sully's is rather subdued. It's real subtle, so you can carry on a conversation but still have nice yeah. music going on in the and background. And since you said that, I need to apologize, everybody that's in front of me. I had the volume turned up too much on the PA, and so when we came back from commercial, I had three guys just kind of stare at me, so I knew I had it too loud. So we're sitting right here in front of the seventy-five Tavern, yeah, right inside the main door here at Sully's. But I uh, appreciate Stephen Hampton hosting us, and man, it, it really is a, a cool place. If you have never, pe- people should should come simply, in my opinion, just for the steak. I mean, everything's good that that I've ever eaten here, but the steaks are are just excellent. You talked about that he's microwave free, yeah, kitchen, yeah, should be, and it, yeah, that's I mean, they make it make it fresh, and and that's those little things that look it's. Statistics will tell you it is really tough. The restaurant business is really tough. A very high percentage of restaurants don't make it. But when you've made it like this restaurant has made it and has expanded now to three different locations in a relatively short period of time, you're obviously doing something right. So congratulations to them. Congratulations also to Southern Miss Cross Country senior runner Reagan McGee from Past Christian, Mississippi. Gets the accolade from Conference USA, which is called the Fall Spirit of Service. Now, this is pretty cool. She's a senior, competed in the South Region Championships for the NCAA, uh, also collected over 1,000 pounds of canned and non-perishable food that was donated to the Eagle's Nest Food Pantry, also a 3-4-1 GPA. So she's probably doing pretty good on her uh, finals this week. And speaking of canned goods, uh, tomorrow we're going to be broadcasting the Eagle Hour from in front of Corner Market in Midtown, Hattiesburg. And we are asking, uh, we're going to be there from 10 to 2. JT's going to be on the air with his show. And then the Eagle Hour from 1 to 2. We'll be there collecting toys, uh, canned goods. The canned goods will go to uh, uh, the, the Homes for Hope. And then the, the toys will go to Batson's Children's Hospital. So, you know, if you're out at Corner Market, you know, pick up a few extra canned goods. Maybe just pick up if, if you're not sure what kids would like, then pick up some canned goods, you know, and uh, remember what the, the season is all about. And we'll be glad to take them right there from you and put them, put them in because we'll be, we'll be collecting tomorrow. And, and we hope that we can do a 1,000 pounds of, uh, yeah. you know, food tomorrow. That's tomorrow from 10 to 2. We hope you'll join us at the Corner Market in Midtown in Hattiesburg. Christmas people coming back in town. Um, you oh. saw somebody pretty cool this week. You talked to somebody last night. Baseball yeah, player. ran into Matt Walner uh, last night. He's playing golf today. I can't imagine it's going to be too nice of a day to play golf. But um, but he said, he said, you know, last time I was on the Eagle Hour, you talked about how I had played so many days in a row and without a rest. And he said, man. It's so nice just to be able to shut it down now for a couple, three months. But he'll be leaving in February again. And Dumb question. Um, Dumb question. How does that not affect your swing? Well, playing golf? Yeah, because, I mean, I know pitchers do it all the time. I don't know the physiology of it, but uh, if there's any guy who wouldn't ruin his <laughs> swing. Oh, no. I just. Yeah, you, you, you get that question a lot, baseball players, you know, too. But, uh, I know Dozier plays with Cuevas. Nobody cares about Cuevas' swing. I'd tell him that if he was sitting here. But anyway, um, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. But, yeah, Matt Warner. If you see Matt Warner at Target, um, don't bombard him, but he's a friendly guy. Yeah, and and you know, the, with the holidays coming up too, all the big blockbuster movies are are, are coming out. So this is nuts. Today, I asked Kelly. We were eating lunch here at Sully's, and I said, "Hey, you bought your Rise of the of Skywalker tickets yet?" And he goes, "Yeah, I did." About a month ago. Yeah, I, I got mine. Uh, buddy booked ours like a couple days ago. 
So, Kelly, I ask you, when are you going? And you say? I said, I think a week from tomorrow. Which is Friday. Friday and I said, night. the Grand? And you said, the yeah, Grand in Hattiesburg. I said, what time? And you said, oh, around 8 o'clock. And I said, yeah, I'm going at 8.05. And so then we both pull up our tickets. And I'm technically sitting like the same seat, but like behind you a row. So at least I know if I'm getting popcorn thrown in my hair or, or Coca-Cola down my back, I'll know where it's coming from anyway. Hopefully we won't have that type of reaction. What this are the odds, different. though? Yeah, what's... Well, when I bought mine like two months ago, and then you got them last night, and it, right behind and And the thing is, is I think at the Grand there's like one at 7, one at 7.15, 7.30, 7.45. There's like four every hour. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that we're sitting, that we're at the exact same If you want to watch one. Frozen 2, <laughs> you may have one shot a day because everything's going to be Star Wars. Yeah, it's just, that's uh it's very, very, very interesting. NFL tonight, um, not much to watch. If you're cold, uh, you may watch an NFL game, but it's going to probably be a blowout. Jets at the Ravens. Ravens, 16.5-point favorites. Boy, the Ravens look good, don't they? I mean, I, I think now, I think at the beginning of the year, everybody thought the Patriots were the shoe in, but their offense has really struggled, and clearly Tom Brady isn't what he used to be, but for heaven's sakes, he's in his early 40s. So you wouldn't expect him to continue that kind of play. So I, it looks like to me now, head and shoulders, the Ravens are the, right now the best the, team the in the AFC. The question is, can you run the ball down the stretch? And the Ravens can run the ball. They got, and they got more than just a quarterback that can yeah, run it. They do. You know? Mark Ingram. So, um, and I'm a little bit worried about the Houdats now after last week. But, be but, fine. but the Saints play better on the road. They seem to play better on the road than well, they, they do at home. They better play good Monday night because Lauren Johnson is going to be there. and. She's already got her Breeze jersey ready to That's go. That's right. Yeah, that'll be a good time for you guys. Hey, a shout-out to Mark Doliak, Adam Doliak's cousin, who was just was just in here. And I think I think Perry Phillips just sat down over here, too. So, But it's been a great day at Sully's. We always appreciate uh, the crew having us out here. We'll be at Corner Market tomorrow in Midtown Hattiesburg. Come see us, bring some canned food, bring a toy for some kids. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bob will be back tomorrow. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.